When you find yourself looking for your worthiness from the outside in, hell, you're probably doing it right now in some aspect of your life because we all fucking do it. Remind yourself that nothing, I repeat, nothing outside of yourself will ever be able to provide you with the feelings of worthiness and wholeness you're craving. The potential for those feelings, they already exist inside of you. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things real talk and conscious conversations about shit that really fucking matters. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, mindset coach, actor, and truth teller extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought to help you face your fears, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to episode 92. Holy balls. Um, How are you all feeling? How are you functioning? I go deep, deep, deep into where my brain space has been um, and share with you uh, something that I I know is going to just really, really uh, land in your heart um, for this week's episode. Um, But before I get there, I wanted to make sure that you knew, in case you didn't see on my Instagram, um, that I have officially launched um, round two of my uh, program, Unapologetically Confident. It is a program that I run alongside of my incredible, incredible co-leader and co-creator, Rachel Wright, who is a psychotherapist and sex educator and expert in all things mental health, relationships, sex, and beyond. Um, She also probably recognize her from the podcast. She's been on here a million times, um, and she's one of my dear, dear, dear best friends on the planet. Um, And we, we came up with this program as a way to really, really unleash um, the inner work and our, our, our unapologetically confident selves, which to me um, is is 100% rooted in getting clear on who we are on the inside so we can create and cultivate a life that uh, really, really resonates and exists for us on the outside. And that is in job, in relationships and beyond. Um, and so often we, uh, and this was me included for so many years, which is why I created this program, we live in a world of shoulds where we have taken on other people's um, expectations or society's expectations of what our life needs to look like or should look like. And we don't actually know what we want because we have gotten so far away without even realizing it. It's in small, small, small ways we've lost ourselves, right? And we've created these boxes around our, ourselves. And um, and this course is completely designed to uh, step you out of your box and uh, really, really, really access your untamed, wild, beautiful self because that, that is where the goodness and everything and all the gifts lie. Um, and it is um, done in a really intentional way. It is not like a typical course where you just get plugged into a program and it's cookie cutter. Um, we uh, are very intentional with the humans we bring in. We have conversations with every single person and really, really get to know them and make sure it's a good fit um, on both ends um, before um, accept- accepting them into the program because um, the energy that we create inside of this container is so important for it to facilitate growth and transformation and vulnerability and a safe, judgment-free space. Um, and uh, and every single week we have live uh, 
support calls um, and coaching calls where we tackle a different um, theme um, and it is completely tailored to the individuals inside. We don't have a set prescribed set of videos that you get access to. Everything is wildly, wildly specific um, to the humans inside. Those are also recorded. Um, and um, and it's a nine-week program that's officially kicking off May 12th. So if you are listening um, before that um, and are curious and want more information, please reach out to me on Instagram. Um, we do have a, a page that um, gives all the details for it, but I don't like to give it out because, again, I we don't want just random people signing up without knowing that they're a good fit and that they will um, really be the right right space for this uh, this really intentional program. So if you are interested, if you are sparked, if you are curious to learn more, um, please reach out to me at Amanda Catherine Loy on Instagram and just let me know that you want to learn more um, and we will chat and see if it's a good fit for your heart and if you are a good fit for the space um, and if it will really serve what you're needing right now. Um, and the women who have already signed up <laughs> that are just unfreaking believable like I'm so excited um to really do this work and and dive in so if you're listening and you're one of those humans um I cannot wait to be there with you and to really really go deep and uh help you unleash your unapologetically confident self um because it is it is the greatest gift in the world um and for those of you who uh are are curious again please just reach out um I'm just a, a, a dm away on instagram and um and I can't wait to support you all right let's get to the goods Oh, my goodness. Um, hi. Um, I, I've i been thinking a lot about what I wanted to share with you guys today on um, this little episode for the podcast. And to be completely frank and honest, um, as always, <laughs> um, I have been in like this really interesting roller coaster of emotions in... Um, throughout really all of quarantine and as I'm sure you uh, can wildly understand and and identify with um, too and it has been it has been like a slew of more emotions that I have felt especially even like over a day um, than I think I ever have in my life like yesterday I had feelings of joy of gratitude of excitement, of sadness, of grief, of loss, of stress, of overwhelm, all in the span. Some of them were all in the span of like an hour. Um, and it it has often felt um, really, really like a lot um, to sift through personally. And I know a lot of you are feeling similarly. I know a lot of... Um, a lot of you who I'm specifically working with really intentionally and, and um, in uh, my, my membership and also um, women who are signing up for the next round of Unapologetically Confident and closing out my last round with all of the amazing students inside that space. Like, it's been such a wild experience to be quarantined with ourselves. Um, I know some of us are not if we're essential workers, but a lot of the people that I'm speaking to have been and I personally have been. And it has been... Um, two parts like illuminating and um, and a, I feel a lot of gratitude for um, being able to still still do work that lights me up even though I've lost a big part of that for myself as a, as a performer and an artist and an actor for the time being um, but also just being really really grateful um, 
for my health and and all these things and at the same time feeling this huge sense of loss and overwhelm and heightened anxiety and and all the stuff you know um that I just don't think are talked about enough and something that I have been really noticing for myself personally in the last couple of weeks is that I have been really 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 struggling with the external factors that so often um, have created my sense of self. Um, for a long time, um, and so many of us do this, right? We, we, we identify and we, we fill up our sense of self-worth and our sense of um, being good enough, our sense of being um, acceptable to society um, through external things, our job title, um, our relationship status, um, if we are married or not, if we have kids or not, um, how much money we make, um, if we get an award, um, you know, the work that we do in the world, um, recognition in that space, how many followers we fucking have on Instagram and beyond, we, you know, what our body looks like. We take so much stock in the external and that so often impacts how we feel about ourselves. And this pandemic has removed so many of the external things that we are used to. And it's also amplified a lot of the things that um, we may have had, like for example, Instagram, everything is online now. And also it's amplified, like if people are reaching out or not. And um, if we're feeling like we are... um, somebody that people like, right? I'm hearing a lot of this. It's like either I'm overwhelmed by the amount of uh, phone calls and FaceTimes and whatever that I'm receiving or I'm not getting any and that's making me feel like, oh my goodness, the people in my life don't actually appreciate and love me. And then that starts to impact and chip away at our sense of self. Or um, I'm eating all the food in my pantry um, and I'm, I'm, I'm more stressed than normal and that's impacting my sense of self because, oh, I shouldn't be doing that. We place all these shoulds on ourselves. And this is something that I, this is what I teach. This is, this is what I teach is how to remove the external um, factors um, and not just remove them, but remove our, our weight on them. Remove um, the way that we place so much, so much of our worth on what is external instead of internal. And also, I have been finding that uh, so much of the work that I had done before quarantine, um, I was feeling really, really amazing in my sense of self. My um, all, a lot of the external things that had been such a such a dictator of like dictator <laughs> of yeah of my sense of self um, for so long, so many years, I was finally just really content in being. And then quarantine happened and a lot of the things that I realized, I didn't realize were external factors like being an actor and being able to like go to auditions and, and derive a sense of self from, from, from that artistic fulfillment and, and being in a show um, and having the validation of being cast and all of these things um, was something that has really been popping up for me right now because that's off the table or you know my um my ability and to leave and and travel and use that um as a sense of um sort of like escapism from my day-to-day struggle and also as an enneagram seven it's really freaking 
important for me. Um, we're going to be talking about this in this month's membership too. So get pumped for all of you who are inside. The Enneagram is going down in, in depth. But, you know, like for me, I often feel really stuck when I stay in one place and, and travel and, and, um, and being able to create a life by design where I can do whatever I want has been a huge part of my story and here right now I still have that life but I physically cannot do those things and so much of that um so much of the of those actions of that freedom of of being able to leave my house has been really what I realized is it impacts a lot of my sense of self um and I've been feeling really disconnected and it really really just made me think about how so many of us are constantly on that plane and I don't have the words right now to really talk about it in a way that feels aligned um, in my heart, but I do. <laughs> um, I do in a different way, and sometimes we need to hear our own words um, from a, t- a different time in order to feel comforted and feel heard and seen. And ooh, I'm getting emotional. Um, and so I um, went back to my book. Um, I chopped off my tits, um, and I want to share with you guys um, a chapter that is really all about this and I wrote this at a time where I was you know recovering from my surgery and recovering from having chopped off my boobs um and was sifting through a lot of post-trauma a lot of post-life of what was this new life going to bring me and um fears around that and also worries around how that was going to um, really, really permeate and perpetuate in my life. And this particular chapter is part of the aftermath of trauma section um, where I outline um, some worries and some really big tools and mindset tools to shift your perspective. And this one's titled, Worry, My Scars Mean I'm Broken. And reading this chapter to myself yesterday, it gave me such a sense of being seen and understood and also um, a new light and perspective around this wild time that we are facing. And I, I hope it does the same for you. Um, I know a lot of you have already ordered the book and read it. Um, if you haven't, you can head over to amandacatherineloy.com forward slash book and snag your copy. Um, it also, um, if you haven't, if you have read it, I just want you to hear this from my words because, and from my voice because um, there's something about hearing it that I think really changes the way we receive. So here we go. Scars are an interesting thing. We all have them in some small way. An old cut that was deep enough to leave a mark, a birthmark or mole removal, the remnants of the C-section you had to bring your little one into the world, or maybe, just maybe, a leftover reminder of a traumatic event. Scars always tell a story. Physically, they can often be intense reminders of pain. They certainly have been for me. Like that time I was playing ballerina with my brother in the middle of our living room and he got so dizzy from spinning that he spun headfirst right into the corner of our piano bench and needed three stitches in his forehead. Every time I see that scar on his face, I'm reminded of the fear in my brother's eyes and the guilt I had that as his older sister, my idea of fun put him in harm's way. Or the scar on my back that looks like a fossil. You know when you're in those get-to-know-you circles and someone always asks to know a fun fact about yourself? That's always my go-to. But the truth is, it's not so fun. I often resort to humor when I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm guessing you figured that out by chapter two, you smart, brilliant AF human you. The scar on my back has been a source of pain for me ever since I got it. 
I was born with a birthmark on my back. Smack dab in the spot where you'd see a tramp stamp. Damn birthmark getting in the way of my tattoo dreams. I don't remember the details around how or why we discovered this, but when I was eight years old, I had to have it removed because the doctors told my mom that it was precancerous. It was supposed to be a super simple procedure. The doctors were to numb my back and essentially scrape it off. Well, that's what they were supposed to do. But instead of cautiously scraping it off as intended, they actually dug it out. This was my first major medical procedure growing up, and as a kid who absolutely hated anything to do with doctors or needles, it was super traumatic for me. I can still remember the face of the doctor who did it, the smell of the room, the feeling of the needle going into my back to numb the area, my mom's hand squeezing tight around me so hard it felt like my hand might explode. It was done 20 minutes and eight stitches later. As a kid, the thought of how having a scar might impact me hadn't even begun to cross my mind. And at first, as soon as it healed, outside of the fact that I thought it looked like a fossil I had found on my excavation trip to the Badlands in Alberta, Canada, the year beforehand, I didn't pay it much mind. But a year later, when I started going through the beginning stages of preteen hell and self-loathing, all of that started to change. Scars are tricky. While they literally represent a reminder of a physically traumatic experience to our bodies, emotionally, they often represent a shit ton more than that. My fossil scar was the first time I experienced the emotional side of things when it came to any sort of physical trauma. Growing up to me, my scar was a constant reminder that my body wasn't perfect, that I could never look like the other girls in my class, in the movies, or in magazines because I would always have this scar. I would look at it in the mirror and be disgusted, and that feeling around it went on well into my 20s, especially at the height of my struggle with body image, orthorexia, and my binge eating disorder. The only thing that helped was that it was on my back, so unless I turned around while looking in the mirror, I couldn't see it. With all of the work I've done on loving myself from the inside out, I don't much think of my fossil scar anymore. Truth be told, I've come to love it as something that makes me uniquely special and badass. I mean, who else can say that they have a scar on their body that looks like a fossil? If you know someone, send them my way. We'll start a club. (laughs) But the idea of being able to accept my new breasts and the scars that would inevitably come with them was a daunting task for my brain to compute. And let's just say that as soon as the meds wore off and I took off the sexy as hell compression bras that had been keeping the swelling down and saw my tits for the first time, the worry train began to take its toll. There was obviously a part of me that was worried about the physical aspect of things. As I deep dove into all of my fears around that in the Franken-Tits chapter, um... As you discovered, for me, it was ultimately less about the actual physical changes on my body and more about how terrified I was about how they would impact the way I felt about myself. And I had good reason to feel this way. Basically, every woman who I'd spoken to who had a double mastectomy also really struggled with learning to love their scars and their post-surgery body. So to me, it felt like an inevitable experience. Coming back out of surgery and heading into normal life, normal life in quotations, (laughs) I remember feeling about my scars on my breast the same way I felt about my fossil scar growing up. I immediately went back to the same mindset 10-year-old Amanda felt. How can I make this go away so I can feel beautiful again? I had gotten a few recommendations for scar cream reducers and had bought them all. I was ready to go and determined to make the marks left by my incisions at the very least fade. But in the end, I only used it for a month post-op before I stopped altogether. 
For longer than I would like to admit, I was so worried about my scars being a reminder that I was broken, that I forgot about all of the tools that I preach and teach. It amazes me how much the way we look can so deeply dictate the way we feel about ourselves. As you know, I have felt this in my own life, and I see it day after day with the women I work with as a coach. Sometimes, and by sometimes, I mean more often than not, (laughs) the teacher needs the lesson just as much as their students And holy shit, was this the case for me around this entire experience. I was so laser focused on the scars themselves instead of what the root of the worry was. That seeing my scars every day would be this awful reminder to myself and to others around me that I am broken. And this is where the real healing begins. And the deep work truly lies in how to go from feeling broken to feeling whole. This might sound and feel like an impossible task for you. I get it. It did for me too. But trust me on this, okay? The bread and butter of this is where we place our worthiness in the external or the internal. We are all hardwired, largely thanks to societal norms, to attach our worthiness to external factors. I'm going to say that again. We are all hardwired, largely thanks to societal norms, to attach our worthiness to external factors. What do I mean by this? Examples of external things could include the number on the scale, whether or not you are married, the amount of money you make, the job you have, the size of the clothing you wear, and you guessed it, how your body looks. I've heard this phenomenon described as shiny penny syndrome by many in the self-development world, and while I like the imagery attached to it, I'll do you one better. Every time I think about this concept, all I can do is picture the scene in Finding Nemo where the seagulls are going crazy screaming, mine, mine, where they see Nemo on the ground. Can you picture it? For our sake, let's call it the seagull syndrome. It's way more memorable and way more hilarious, which is how we do things around these parts. (laughs) The seagull syndrome is what putting our worth in external factors feels like to me. We want something so badly and we think that once we get it, we'll feel full, satiated, content, when in reality, it's not that cut and dry. Those seagulls, sure, they might feel content for a moment once they actually get what they desire, but a minute later, they're hungry again and looking for the next fish to swoop down and the cycle begins anew. Think of a moment in your life when you have gone after something that you actually achieved that fits into the seagull syndrome category. Maybe it was those jeans that have been sitting in the back of your closet for years that you desperately wanted to fit into so you could get your body back. I say that in quotes. Or the dream partner you manifested who you believed would complete you. Or the 10K month in your business that you so desperately wanted so you could feel like a quote legitimate entrepreneur. Let me guess, you got it and you celebrated for a moment, maybe even a few months, and then before long, the unworthy feelings set in again. I've seen it firsthand with all the women I work with and from my own personal experience that this happens not because achieving those things make us inherently less worthy or beautiful, pick your poison, but because we spend so much time going after the seagull syndrome experience and external validation and so little time doing the inner work to genuinely love ourselves. That's why the internal work is so fucking important. Because until you truly can be content with who you are on the inside, the external shit shit isn't going to matter. Hell, it could even be a serious detriment to the way you view yourself. Like my scars, for example. When you find yourself looking for your worthiness from the outside in, hell, you're probably doing it right now in some aspect of your life because we all fucking do it. Remind yourself that nothing, I repeat, nothing 
outside of yourself will ever be able to provide you with the feelings of worthiness and wholeness you're craving. The potential for those feelings, they already exist inside of you. Ugh. So that was just a snippet, a big snippet actually, but a, a, a big snippet of um, of that chapter. And reading it and, and revisiting those words really gave me um, a sense of comfort in this time. And I hope it did for you too. And I hope it provided you a space and, and, a, and, and a reflection to remember that you are literally the only thing standing in your way from accessing you and from coming home to you and it's so 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 easy for us to place our worth outside of us but what I'm loving about this time even though it's so fucking uncomfortable and living in the discomfort of it is hard AF sometimes that's where the inner work really 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 happens and how we really come home to ourselves really happens it's doing the uncomfortable things it's sitting with ourselves and this time is literally forcing us to do that. It's literally forcing us to sit with our, ourselves, to go inward. Um, and I hope that you are taking advantage of this. I hope that you are, uh, even when it gets uncomfortable, allowing yourself to sit, allowing yourself to sift through what is coming up, to unpack the things that are coming up for you the places you didn't realize are listening to where where that you know that voice in your head that's telling you all of the shoulds and all of the things that um that you should be doing or or shouldn't be doing and um in order to be worthy and acceptable and all that stuff that you're just taking notice of that for yourself so you can have an awareness of where you need to really really dive in and do the work um and what I mean by the work is is that transformative coming home to yourself work, that removing all of the layers of the externals work. Because as someone who has been there and done that and has been on both sides, I cannot tell you how impactful it is. Um, it's just, it's it's truly, truly changed my life. And I'm in it with you right now too in a whole new way. And um, I don't think the work ever really stops, to be frank, um, which is why having spaces to facilitate and um, and be, uh, be constantly uh, doing that work for yourself, that internal um, excavation, as I like to call it. Um, and removing the sequel syndrome experience from your from your life or at least acknowledging it when it comes up so that you can be aware of that and 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 operate from within instead of from out, outside of yourself um that is where inner confidence lies that is where your power truly lies that is to me what it is to be unapologetically confident and um and what we really tackle in the course as i mentioned earlier um so anyways i I love you all. I hope you are uh, staying healthy and and sane. And um, and if you're not, that's totally fine too because this is a wild ride. Um, and I want, I just want you to really remember that the power lives inside of you. And if you are interested in and really deep diving into that space and and using this time as a, as a time for healing, as a time for self discovery, as a time for unleashing your your true unapologetic self and coming home to yourself. 
Uh, we have uh, a couple more weeks of enrollment left for Unapologetically Confident. Um, I don't think we will be running this course again. We didn't initially plan to run it again in the first time, but um, it has been such a game changer amidst this time that we are living in and um, and so many of our, um, our original uh, students are just like, fuck, do this again. Um, this is so needed and so important. So um, we are listening. We are hearing you. And... Um, and we cannot wait to support you in that space. Um, if you are interested, um, we are being really intentional with who we bring in. So please reach out on Instagram um, and let me know that you want to learn more about it. And um, we'll chat and see if you're a good fit um, before um, you know we get you signed up. If it feels aligned for your heart and and your your being. Um, and and for all of you, uh, I just want to remind you that again, uh, it's all inside. And uh, when you're feeling the, the externals and the shoulds um, starting to impact your self-worth, um, just breathe in the love and light that exists inside of you um, because you are so fucking powerful exactly as you are. Um, and I, uh, I'm here and I'm in it with you. So, <sighs> all right. Until next week, I will see you on the flip side. Um, if you loved this episode, share it with a friend. Um, write and review on iTunes. That always helps so much. And um, and yeah, and, and let us know on Instagram. Um, you can tag me at Amanda Catherine Loy and, um, and let us know what part really spoke to you um, from this section and, and, this, and this, this, this conversation that we're just having, the, the two of us, um, in this moment because that's really, that's really what this is, right? Um, a time for our hearts to come together. So I love you all so much and uh, yeah, I'll see you, see you next week.